0: Welcome to Emotional Investigations. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to join me as we unravel the mystery behind our emotions. Since our feelings last longer than our memories, we will investigate our feelings and search for the clues that they leave behind. I'm here to help you solve what is really going on in our heads, our hearts, and our bodies, and how it all affects our relationships. Every week, I will give you tools and your next steps to get an ish done. I'm KDC, your host, a mindful relationship coach, and your guide to help you find the light around every dark corner and to encourage you to dig a little deeper. Let's find out which feelings we tend to ignore and which ones we rely on the most. As a true crime junkie, I'm not scared of a little mystery. And since you're here, I have a feeling that you are down for the same. So welcome. Alfred says hello. Grab your favorite treat, a mug drink, and your notebook. As always, go grab a copy of today's Field Notes over on kdccoaching.com slash EIPod. Let's get it started, Ace. I'm glad you're here and ready for some emotional investigations. friends welcome back hello today wherever you are in the world thank you so much for joining me if this is your first time here welcome 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 I'm hugging you right now <laughs> high fives all around if you are coming on back I appreciate you thank you so much it has been so much fun fun doing this podcast and this week that i'm recording which is a week before you're listening to it we are celebrating three years of podcasting not this specific podcast just because you know things change but three years of podcasting overall and i'm so jazzed because Okay, it's been three years that I've been doing it, but I wanted to start a podcast probably even five years before I started my podcast. It was a lot of time thieves keeping me company, friends. It was a lot of the imposter, or I like to call them the fraud, because I used to be a fraud detection officer back in the day when um, computers weren't so smart with banking, (laughs) they had humans, right? So I am Christina aka KDC and I am the lead investigator on the hunt to figure out our emotions, to help us together (laughs) understand our emotions. I'm giving you questions every week to do your own emotional investigation. I'm Helping you define and giving you new feeling words to help drive you. And I'm just so excited again to be here. How many times can I say that, right? Ah. <laughs> So I just wanted to take some time to tell you more about me because I have a lot of new listeners, which again, I am so thankful for. And a lot of people I've been talking to lately have been from Clubhouse. And if you haven't heard about this Apple app, it is only available unfortunately right now with Apple, but at the same time, it's so much fun. It's also invite only, But if you want an invitation, let me know. I am a Comic Con kid and in our city, it was called the Calgary Expo. And one of my favorite things about the Comic Expo or any exhibition was going to live panels listening to experts, being able to ask questions, and that essentially is kind of what Clubhouse is like. But there's so many people on this platform, that is part of why it's in beta testing and invite only. So right now, there is a lot of different humans creating clubs, and then people can host rooms within those clubs that would support the topic. So for example, I've been talking in a lot of parenting groups, talking about mindfulness for children, and... I've also been a part of a lot of business conversations and moderating conversations and networking conversations. And so it has been so fun to really niche down and figure out the hard stuff (laughs) and to have really interesting conversations. It is all live. There's, um, not typically recordings. And so you can get notifications of when people you like are speaking and they can ping you into different rooms that people are talking into. And that's part of the reason why I feel my voice has been tired and why I haven't been recording a podcast. Also, yeah. So Oh, I have a lot of new listeners from Clubhouse, and so I just wanted to thank everybody for being here. And if you're curious about this platform, send me a DM on Instagram just saying Clubhouse, and I can send you one of my last invites because I only have a few left. I also wanted to share today just a little bit more about my platform, and my corner of the internet universe because it is a worldwide web out there and I just wanted to talk more about the work and the things that I want to bring to you and all of the people. (laughs) So if you feel like any of this is beneficial to people that you know, please share the podcast, this episode, the Instagram I would so, so appreciate it. This is, 2021 is my 14th year of being sober. And I used my addictions to numb, to numb everything. And I want to share the story with you because I feel like I have taken the long ass road Around, and there was a lot of suffering and trauma and recovery in my story. And if I can help anybody take the shortcut using my tools, I want to help you get there. So, again, I took the long way around. I was addicted to drinking at a really young age, and then I became addicted to the people and to the distractions. I was just so deep in my denial of essentially my feelings, and I didn't know how to process them. I didn't know how to make the right friends. I didn't know how to stand up for myself, what habits should be cultivated as a small human, and... I developed a lot of bad habits as a young person, and it ultimately led to me being kicked out of my home because I was making it unsafe for myself and others. And I am just, and I am so hard-headed that I chose to be homeless rather than go anywhere else or ask for help. And even when I was homeless, I still had mindful tools in my back pocket, but I didn't really realize the power that they had, but I kept them real close. I can remember so clearly laying on the ground, (sighs) using a towel as my pillow and my blanket, and just being cold and scared, and just laying there clutching my journal, like i protected that thing with all of my life and even when i didn't have a lot i had my journal and when i would run out of pages i would go to the dollar store i could grab some cheap food and a new 100 pages for a buck and ugh just thinking of all of the pages that i've written in oh man <laughs> this month is my 35th birthday, and TBH, I never saw a life for myself past my 20s. I didn't think I deserved anything great because I wasn't great. I didn't think I was worthy of love because I just felt so alone. And I couldn't have even dreamt. Literally, I could not have even dreamt of a life that I have right now. Alfred agrees. I didn't think I would have a cat. (laughs) To this day, Alfred is still one of the only cats that I am down with. (laughs) I say I'm a cat person because they're hilarious. But I think I could only have this one. The one thing that I knew was that even if I believed all of these negative things about myself, I still knew deep in my heart that I was made for more than sleeping on the ground. And so I made the decision for change right then. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I feel like that decision was the easiest part of the process. Deciding is always the easiest part. It's the work and the repetition, and the patience, and the kindness with yourself, that really takes the time. But it really takes time before change can start showing up for you. You just have to keep showing up for it. So my first choice was deciding to become sober. And that felt like the easiest thing I could control, because I am an all-or-nothing kind of person. So when I was in I was all the way a fucking deep end in. (laughs) So I knew that saying no would eventually come easy because it was the nothing of the all or nothing. And so things started to change because I was choosing myself first. So this meant that I had to stop hanging out with the people that would only want to party or would only want to talk about partying or would only get ready to go partying. So... Yeah, that meant that I lost a lot of my friend group. And again, that made me feel super alone. But the things that I knew about myself were that I was a classic overthinker. I was a natural rebel. And I needed things to move and stir in my heart before I would act. I needed to be open to the feelings to figure out what the F was going on. So my next decision was that I had to figure my shit out because now that I was sober I had more clarity. So even then I kept my journal close writing down visualizations learnings from books meditations and therapy and I was starting to really notice the thoughts that kept coming up and the feelings that I would keep writing about. And I was finding kind energy outputs like movement and stillness and finding the right kind crews to keep me straight that didn't have judgment for my sobriety. Because back in like 2008, (laughs) it was not cool to be sober, friends. Not cool to be sober. People would look at me like I was an alien, like I had three heads when I would tell them I wouldn't drink. People felt like it was their right to ask, well, why? It's like, well, friends, because I am an addict and I have a drinking problem, so it is my choice to be sober. Thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) So just helpful tip, if someone tells you that they're sober, respect that. It is not your business to know why. It is their, (laughs) be thankful that they are sharing that news with you, that they're, feel that they can tell you that they're a sober human, because it takes a lot of courage to do so. I thought I had a handle on my addictions. I was in a happy space, found a job that I loved and a human that would become my husband. And I thought I had my shit handled. But in 2016, I found myself in the hospital with undiagnosed diabetes, type two friends, my sugars were in the 70s. They were asking me how was I alive. My sugars were so high because a normal range is between five and seven. And I was in the 70s. (sighs) I had replaced my addiction with alcohol with an addiction to food. And this hospital visit was just another rude awakening. So I had another choice to make my mindfulness tools helped but it was just taking them to the next level Q Sierra (laughs) level up level up (laughs) it was bringing more mindfulness being mindfully aware of my thoughts and my feelings and most of all my actions what was I doing with those feelings was I finding kind of energy outputs because I was choosing to eat my feelings instead of feeling them all the way through I needed more journaling to track my foods and my sugars. So this brought a new love (laughs) to my journal instead of just a place to vent. It was a place to become productive. And then also having more yoga and movement and stillness. And I have grown so much in my practice and have found so much value of teaching mindfulness to kids using yoga that this has not just been fun, but so transformational for my life. And I also learned the value of rest and knowing when to slow the fuck down. Alfred agrees. (laughs) Through all of the change, I learned that it was only ever kindness that made it happen. I was not showing kindness to myself, others, or the world, and I knew that I had to change that, but I didn't know how. It wasn't until I found kindness for myself that everything really started to change. If I approached change with judgment, resentfulness, or with a time thief in my ear, things wouldn't get done, and I would end up just feeling like shit. (laughs) So I found that all of the major pivots of my life came when I decided to put kindness in the forefront. Usually when it comes to change, we just do it out of necessity because as humans, change comes with a lot of resistance. So like I remember when I graduated from high school, being pushed into the workforce, necessary change. When it came to, to being ready for a real and deep relationship, it was learning how to support myself before entering a relationship with another human. Change usually comes when we have kids and we need to learn how to reform our lives because our kids become the center of everything, including our schedules. But then when our kids grow and don't rely on us as much, that changes how I feel about myself. But what would happen for your life if you were prepared before you even needed to make the change or felt even prepared for change because we know life surprises us? Friends, my mindful tools will help you get there. Journaling has always kept... (laughs) Journaling has helped me track my habits, set goals, track progress, and then celebrate everything. I like to think of my journals as my own personal yearbook because it tracks my past, present, and my future. Meditation and movement bring me back to me. It helps me refocus and helps me find myself. Knowing how to plan on purpose. Friends, whew! This helped me plan our wedding during COVID in less than three months, and it helps me have time for me, my crew, my nine-to-five, and podcasting and coaching. Showing kindness to myself all started with my kind feelings foundation, and it took a lot of work for me to get to a point where I knew had had a feel how to feel on purpose, how to feel with kindness. And I have used these tools with myself and thousands of kids. So know that if you're a parent, if you have a classroom, if you're a caregiver, if you want change for your life, these tools are available for you. (laughs) And I've been able to teach us how feelings are created, how to feel your feelings using my big feelings blueprint, and pairing it with the self-caring rhythm, life changer. And what to do while you're feeling the things using emotional investigations and kind energy outputs. And finally, how you can use your feelings as a superpower by choosing your feelings on purpose. Friends, in my Kindness Drives Change classroom, the Kind Feelings Foundation is a bundle that captures all of these things. And it's only available through the mastermind. And together we have a community for group coaching and also one-on-one coaching with me. So we can tailor your actions and those feelings to help you get your shit done. I want to help you create those feelings and show you how to make those changes that you feel like your life needs. We have a full moon opening ceremony happening March 28th, so know that there's early bird pricing available just for the next week. It will still be open up until the 28th. This is my birthday gift to you, friends. (laughs) Normally, we would get gifts on our birthday, but I'm flipping the script and gifting this to you because I believe in it so damn hard. Oh, So damn hard. Also in the classroom is my Mindful Me bundle, and it has a 30-day journaling challenge and a 7-day meditation challenge. So used in combo, ooh, life-changing. Let these tools help you guide your change by building kind habits to help you get there. I am also revamping my Mindful Time course, and that will be released later this year. It is packed with so much value and information, including the time thieves that are lurking behind us and stealing so much of our life. (sighs) Have you met the blamer? How about the fraud? You might know them better as the imposter. Have you met the perfectionist? These are just some of the thieves. There's eight in total. And I found that they were always around during my life, and they are the ones that kept me stuck. They kept me blinded. They kept me in the belief that I didn't deserve, that I wasn't worthy, and that I wasn't able. But I've been able to dig deep into these bad boys, and I have found that they have a lot of truths and gifts within. And I can't wait to share that with you soon. Again, the Mastermind includes all of these courses, all of the challenges and all of the things, including the Kind Feelings Foundation. You can join the communities of these courses by signing up in the classroom. I'll be leading a live webinar leading up to our moon ceremony. So if you have questions, if you want to see the classroom IRL and want to see what's coming up, please join me. Friends, I am so excited to serve and to be here with you. If you're on Clubhouse, follow me at KDC Coaching. It's time, friends. It's time. I decided that I am a facilitator of change and I'm just so excited to help bring change for you all through kindness and my mindful tools. So come and join me, friends. I'm waiting for you. Talk soon. Well, Ace, we've reached the end of today's case file go grab your field notes by heading to kdccoaching.com slash eipod. When you click on the player, it brings you over to anchor where you can leave me a voice message with your own clues and questions. Please do this girl a solid and make sure you subscribe to the pod so that you're notified of new episodes released weekly. And by leaving a rating and review, it helps others find the fam. Head on over to Instagram and follow for more at emotional investigation and at kdc coaching as you travel through the world this week remember kindness drives change it may feel like we're on this journey alone but you're not thanks for joining me talk to you next time